welcome to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, and you are listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. We have Wisconsin, Penn State to talk about. What a game, what a start to the season. Unfortunately, things didn't work out our way, but we're going to have a great time anyway. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. So we're happy you're here, and let's dive into today's show. I'm joined by KJ. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, and the Wisconsin Badgers... They just dropped week one. They just dropped week one. They lost at home in the season opener, 16 to 10 against the Penn State Nittany Lions. So we're here to talk reaction and we're here to talk next week. I'm joined here by my co-host KJ. KJ, how you doing? Hey, everybody. Doing okay. You know, obviously, I wish the Badgers would have pulled that one off week one. Uh, But I think there's still a lot of hope and I think we're still gonna have a great season. So I'm excited to talk about it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I think as KJ said, it's important to be optimistic because uh, we talked about if you're ever going to lose one in college football, you might as well lose one early. Uh, Penn State's a good team. They're, they have a good defense. They kind of put that on display. But I think, you know, this game felt more frustrating than anything, uh, KJ. Now, I just want to start right there. Um, you know, for the Badger fans who just just watched their, their undefeated season you know, hopes and dreams, you know, get taken out week one, that balloon maybe popped. What do you have to say to them who have, you know, just are just frustrated maybe with that loss? You know, I thought the defense played good enough to win. I think everybody was surprised that at home the the Badgers couldn't muster 17 points. Penn State's a good team. So I think, you know, the elephant in the room is Graham Mertz. He didn't really play well uh, to you know, as an understatement, he had multiple interceptions, multiple dropped interceptions. Like there weren't really any great plays, so to speak. You know, there was like a couple of play action throws. There was multiple botched handoffs. It was like it really, really, really was a poor performance. And, and to all the better fans, I, I just say like this might even turn out to be a good thing because I think this might be rock bottom for Graham Mertz. Like last year, he started off on the highest high. And ended up having a lot of adversity. So we've seen the ceiling in terms of what he can do versus Illinois. You know, granted, that wasn't the best Illinois team for sure. But we've seen some sort of ceiling for Graham Mertz. You know, like a really good looking quarterback who can be accurate and get the ball in the end zone and lead a team to victory. Well, since then, it, it's been just worse and worse and worse. So I think really rock bottom yesterday where you could you could almost say the Badgers lost because of Mertz, you know, and, and yeah. whether it was the turnovers in the red zone multiple times, whether it was just like the inability to, to work, to do anything, you know, Ches Malusi had over a hundred yards in his Badgers debut. He kept the offense in it. Jake Ferguson had a bunch of miracle grabs. Uh, you know, the receivers made a few plays as well, but really, you know, just to, just to summarize this, right. You can't change the past. All you can do is move forward. And I think this is rock bottom for Mertz, you know, he, yeah. He's probably realizing it's rock bottom and uh, probably feels forward, that way. We, we know, have a favorable schedule. You know, I think you, you get on back on track this way uh, this week. Um, I think they're playing Eastern Michigan. And then you have the matchup against Jack Cohn and Notre Dame. Jack Cohn looks really, really good for Notre Dame. So you can bet Mertz if he's he's got competitiveness 
competitiveness in him, which of course he does. You know, he's really competitive. He's going to want to win that game by any means necessary. So that's a game I think the entire team is just circling on their calendars. They don't want to lose that one because that is in a lot of ways the season. You know, I've got to play devil's advocate here because, you know, you you said Ches Malusi, you know, over 100 yards in his opening game, but he he only averaged 3.9 yards a carry. And we're getting Mm -hmm. 31 carries. It's not that hard to get over 100 yards, especially when you play for Madison. So I I, I did notice he had some good runs, but just just a long of 19. You know, that's not changing the game, you know, especially if you get 31 carries and the furthest one you can take is 19 yards. That's at least in my opinion, that's not doing it. You know, no one play of 20 plus yards for the offense. That was a pass to Danny Davis. It's actually a nice roll, roll out of the pocket from Graham Mertz, found David, Danny Davis on the sideline uh, for 23 yards. You know, that was a nice play, but that was about it. You kind of mentioned it, kid. It just lacked Anything. There was no creativity. There was nothing. And that was what was so frustrating. You're just watching this de- deteriorate the play calling. First, I'm going to I have to talk about the play calling. It was predictable. It was predictable. And when you when you hold the other team, Penn State, to 16 points to 50 yards rushing. Right. Shout to Jim. And you Shout can't to defense. You can't win that game at home. You can't score 17 points. I I thought the Badgers would win if they could hold Penn State under 20. Um, Turned out that they couldn't score more than 10. And you could argue that uh, it could have been even worse because Graham Mertz also had this almost very close play where he sacked, right? It was like the first or second drive of the game. He gets sacked from behind. You're right. Completely blown block from the left tackle. And Mertz goes you know, flailing, you know, a blindside sack and the ball, his arm happened to be slightly moving forward so that the fumble recovered by Penn State in Wisconsin territory ended up being an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it, it was just a train wreck. Um, and I hope I hope you're right, Kitch, because I really hope uh, he can shake this off. But that was going to be my next question. Do you think Graham Mertz is rattled? Hundred percent. I mean, you know, we don't even have to mention the stuff off the field he's doing because Graham Mertz is getting some pretty big deals. You know, it's it's no secret, and that's just compounding to the pressure to everything. And you know, you understand it from the athlete perspective. You understand it from the family perspective. You understand it from the fans' perspective, and you also understand it from the team's perspective, even your teammates' perspective, right? Like. You know, rightly so, Graham Mertz almost brought this heat upon himself with he's not just getting, you know, casual. Hey, here's a package of water bottles. Make a post. And he's getting some pretty big deals like Panini and, and who, who knows what else. Like these aren't these aren't just like nothing deals. These are pretty big deals. And it's like, look, that's in his right to do that. We, we encourage, you know, everybody to, to use their talents to, to better their families and everything. But, man, it, it really does not make you just like an innocent college kid anymore, you know? And, and, and that's just no. objectively speaking. Like, if you put up a really, really, really atrocious performance, it's almost like you're asking for, you know, with, with all this off-the-field yeah. stuff. And it's, and it's like, so, so we want to pull for Graham Mertz, right? Like, he's our quarterback. He's a very talented quarterback. Wisconsin's our team. You know, that's where we stand. You know, we, we support the athletes. We support the team. Overall, we want team success, uh, which which brings individual success. It's still possible right? this season. Yeah. And exactly. So it's like Grammar's I think like, you know, enough said. I use the words rock bottom. Like, I think all those factors we just listed, this is probably rock bottom. You know, yeah. you mentioned a few times during the game. He came from Kansas. 
You know, in even a, a state like Wisconsin, where the Badgers get a lot of talent from, even Iowa, even Illinois, they aren't the the best football states. But like, you know, how is Kansas? It's like, how is the level of competition there? It may have affected his, you know, learning curve a Perception. little bit. Yeah, Perception, I think, whatever I think it might have been. Big Ten is no joke. You know, we put pros in the NFL every year, and and it's uh, there's no doubt. I think just to not beat a dead horse on the ground, I think rock bottom is is what it is. And in life, you know, when rock bottom happens, a lot of times there's nowhere to go but up. So I think we're going to go up this week, and it's just going to give everyone a little confidence. It would not surprise me if we see a shutout. I think the defense is even you know upset that they allowed 16 points. You know. And uh, I think it's going to be Let's a shutout. Let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the defense. Defense looked great. You know, Jack Sanborn came out popping off the TV, off the field, however, wherever you were watching. Jack Sanborn, I mean, he was making plays. He always found himself around the football. He had a sack. He had two tackles for loss. He had five total tackles. Uh, you had Herbig, Nick Herbig. He had his first sack of the year in game one, so – Encouraging. You know, very happy to see that happen. Noel Burks had two tackles for loss. Um, and, the, the, you know, the corners, Fayon and Caesar, they played pretty well. Um, I think the play that a lot of people are going to point to, KJ, on the defensive side of the ball was the blown coverage from Scott Nelson on a play-action play. Scott bit on the play-action fake, came too far up, and uh, Colin Wilder did not slide over. So, you could, you know... Whatever happened well, there, it resulted deal. in a 50-yard bomb. And, yeah, I, I just want to set this up for you. Um, you know, Scott Nelson, he is one of the better players on the Badgers. And you, you were saying that in that moment. You know, maybe he had a bad play. But uh, wh- why do you feel so confident in Scott Nelson, KJ? Well, just to back up a little bit, zooming out, Penn State, the reason they got those – big plays is because they challenge the Badgers with the deep play. A great comparison is Aaron Rodgers' regression for multiple years until he started opening up and throwing deep again, and now he's throwing up MVP seasons. Because if you challenge the defense, you might get a pass interference. You might get yep. a play, you know, someone biting on a play fake. Might get you a might blown get coverage. A, you might get a blown coverage. You might get a one-on-one. You know, it, it just good things happen, and you could see the discrepancy. Penn State was going deep time and time again so it's like yeah scott nelson may have been on a play fake it happens it happens to the best of them like you know maybe in a perfect world that would never happen but and i'm sure he's gonna learn from it i'm sure he's gonna you know work his butt off and watch film and stuff like that as as well all the defensive backs as jim leonard's gonna kind of you know probably coach that but it's like Penn State was challenging deep the entire game because the Wisconsin front seven was stout, you know, so they were challenging deep and they were getting yep. rewarded for it. The Badgers, on the other hand, were not challenging deep. We're running up the middle. No. We're running to the left, running to the right, dinking and dunking. And Penn State Ferguson was— Ferguson had nine catches for 52 converging. yards. Yeah, con- Penn State was converging on the box, you know, so it was nothing coming easy. And then— you know, they would call something that would like drop a bunch of guys into coverage. Graham would throw an interception. It's just like I, that's kind of where you look at Paul Christ and you look at the difference in play calling. You have to give yourself a chance by opening up the, you the know, the I've got a, I've got a stat for exactly. you. Like, I've got a go stat for, for you. Wisconsin only had three passing plays for more than 10 yards. It's not going to help you win many games. You know, not against a ranked team. Think about it like that. Like maybe against a team where it's like a D2 school or like a, 
you know, Eastern Michigan this coming week. You I don't might sneak that out against like a bad Big Ten team. You could run maybe 40, 50 times a game as Wisconsin and get a victory. But like Penn State, they put players in the league as well. You know, they just got yeah. Christian Driver to commit to them. Donald Driver's son over Madison. That one hurt, but it's like life goes on, right? Uh, but they get yeah. talent. That's the point here. So it's like three pass plays of more than 10 yards. That's Chris. That's Mertz. That's Combo. You know, the receivers... They, they made some great catches. They made some plays. I'm sure they were a little bit hamstrung by the play calls. I'm sure it was a little bit of Penn State's defense playing well. But Penn State ultimately kept challenging by taking the top off, and they were rewarded for it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's kind of just the Nelson, nature of the game. Yeah, back to you know, Scott. Back to Scott Nelson, he, he was all over the field. You know, I think maybe, like we said, maybe he had a couple plays that weren't great. But I think over the course of the season, he's going to end up being one of the Badgers' better players. He's just so well-rounded. You know, he's smart. He's a, you know, he was meant to be the starter multiple years ago before going down with a season-ending injury. So, like, he's been pretty highly regarded since day one. And Great you ball just see it. Like, he's always around the ball. And, and yeah, he did yeah. fight in the play fake. But I think they'll be all right. You know, the cornerbacks, they did what they did. For the most part, they locked down the the uh the receivers you know that was a good talented yeah. receiving core they went up against and i saw a lot of cornerbacks make very talented uh tackles you know i saw them get down yeah. dirty and that's something that they necessary. did they both yeah caesar and fan oh, you know and uh, they both got into the dirt and like came up and hit that's that is necessary keanu ben blew up a few plays we knew he would nick herbig spent the offseason working a lot on his pass rush he ends up getting a sack i know he was hyped about that jake ferguson you mentioned it he had a bunch of catches but i would like to see him you know hit downfield i would like to see chamir dk hit downfield i'd like to see some more you know danny davis kendrick Pryor hit downfield just some another thing i'd like to see there was nothing there yeah i'd like to see a little execution from the special teams uh Unit as well. I mean, on the returning side, right? Badgers had four returns, eight yards, nothing there. And then actually had a kick block. The first one of the season, Colin Larsh, you probably didn't script not, it up that way. You know? his fault. Yeah, it's not necessarily not, his No, fault. no, it was a tremendous block. It was. It was. But I think with the special teams, what you, what you kind of come back to is just the execution. You know, like, it's are like you going to walk away exactly. with three points or not? You know, and it's yeah. like a unit thing. Um it was a great well, block. The Adam guy Bay. got up super high. Um, Adam Bay, the long Adam snapper. Bay. You know, it could have been the fact that it was the first one of the year. But really, yep. if they make that field goal, you look back and say, could have, would have, should have. Then, as the Badgers then drive you go for at a the field end of the goal game, later, then yeah. you can get a field goal to tie it. So it's like, I mean, you don't want to put yourself in that situation regardless. You don't want to make excuses, and that's not what we're about. And that's not what the players are about. Yesterday, you know, Penn State's game was just one of those – days where you ask the players you ask the coaches you ask the offense you ask the defense you even ask you know anyone who supports the batters and they'll say look it doesn't matter who it is they all could have played better and i think they yeah. will i think just to conclude badgers fans all our listeners i think the batters will play better i think we're going to get back on track against eastern michigan i think it's going to be a heck of a matchup against notre dame and the badgers tend to play you know up to their competition we're used to playing ohio state you know, we're used to playing Michigan, getting wins against Michigan. Uh, you know, Penn State, they, they hit us in the mouth week one. I think that's going to bode well for us as well by playing a quality team, kind of like setting that barometer week one. So now you kind of adjust it based upon that, you know, grounding level of 
how the, the talent you've faced so far. So the Badgers, two of their first, uh, you know, three weeks essentially are going to be playing top 15 teams. So it's like yep. that's going to bode well for them throughout their easy schedule for the rest of the year. I think there's a great chance we can end up 11 and one, you know, and then, and then maybe face Ohio State uh, in the Big Ten championship game. You get a win there. Who knows what happens? Right. So so all is not lost. Badgers fans. There's a lot to be optimistic about. Yes, we should have got that win. We, we wish we would have. You know, the stadium was packed. Jump around was amazing. It was strike. It was a lit Everybody atmosphere. Was I was so happy fun. to see the fans having fun again. Yeah. You know, Badger fans. football is that, back. Like, that We're going to enjoy awesome. that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. And I, I just want to say, like, looking ahead, right? Eastern Michigan, uh, Wisconsin just fell to 17th um, in, the, in the polls, uh, coaches poll. And, you know, Notre Dame's at nine. So you're looking, you got one week here. Did they really move up at all? Ready. Did Notre Dame move up at all? Because they did just win against Florida not, State. Not on this side. Um, Clemson okay. went down. Uh, they dropped to six. Um, maybe maybe a different poll. But I think, uh, you know, you can argue mm-hmm. keeping Clemson ahead of Notre Dame. But uh, still probably like to see him fall further. Um, you know, really, but, you know, Clemson early loss. Yeah. Clemson early so loss. So Badgers fans, you know, like, you think they're they're ruling it out? No, they're not. They're looking how to get back on track, and that's that's where Wisconsin needs to be focused. So Eastern, um, you have you have kind of like a more, you know, stateside rivalry, not really rivalry, but you're playing Eastern Michigan. Um, KJ, the, the run game didn't really get going, but either did the passing game. And, and I want to ask you, if you're Paul Christ, and you have one week to prepare before Notre Dame. What are you doing differently uh, to try and, like, prepare best for the potential Jack Cohn matchup? Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm actually, like, I'm going to challenge that defense early and often. As far as Jack Cohn, you saw it at the end of the game. Anyone who watched that game, Notre Dame FSU, in which Notre Dame ended up winning and Jack Cohn put up an elite stat line, he does not have an arm when he tried to throw a hail mary to win the game in regulation i believe it was or or whenever that was he got it to like the 20 yard line it was almost appalling like it may have been a missed throw or something but it's Mm -hmm. like that's the secret you you don't have to play super you don't have to really respect his arm as much you know you can kind of play tighter on notre dame you might want to generate a little bit more pass rush. You know, Nick Herbig, you, you know, Leo Chanel will be back. That's going to be giving the team a little bit of a boost. Blitz you know, packages out there. Exactly. And I, I just, that's the weakness about Jack Cohn. You know, that's what Jim Leonard, I think they're, they're going to play back the tape in this Florida State game because that's a legit opponent. And I watched a lot of the fourth quarter and onward. And he played well, but he just did not have an arm. Like, they tried to throw a Hail Mary, and he couldn't get it anywhere near the end zone. And so it's like, okay. I didn't know Jack Cohn literally doesn't have an arm like that because the Badgers aren't a team that really throws deep. You know, they'll throw deep with Russell Wilson. They throw, they should throw deep with Graham Mertz. They honestly. do in like their they, good years. Yeah. Exactly. In their good years, they'll throw deep when they have Quintez and stuff like that. and. Miss Quintez, by the way, it's good to see him doing yeah. some good stuff. With the Lions. <laughs> the, the, um, maybe I, I was kind of worried that's about the, the thing I would try and exploit. 
And that's well, kind of like the okay, other thing I would do. The Badgers' ability to hit the deep play, you know, it lack Jalen Mertz. Get Jalen Berger hit in the flat a few times. Like, get some quick completions. Graham Mertz, Jalen Berger. Get this man on the field. He's a talented back. We've seen it last year. He's a New Jersey back. Not like that matters, yeah. but it's like this man knows how to play. He knows how to run the football. And he's a receiving back, too. Like, I don't know. I mean, Garendo looked great, too. But, like, none of these guys looked like they were the answer. Yeah. Yeah, you were probably wondering where Jalen Berger was. I know I was. And then I find out that he's in the doghouse. And I'm wondering for why. You know, I'm wondering why. So, Badgers fans, if you have that answer, uh, let us know. But it, it really just, to me... It seems like you missed Jalen Berger, and I found myself saying, like, "Where's Berger?" You know, in a there loss, was no you look at that, and you're like, yeah. "Why the heck did he not play our best running back from last season ago?" You ask yourself, "What is is the coach thinking?" And if you lose the game, you have <laughs> that's a right overcomplicating to say that. it. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like, man, maybe he was your best guy a year ago. Maybe give him like five or ten carries minimum. You know, like why yeah. why couldn't they have just split the duties you know did jalen berger break a team rule was he being punished for the loyal crawford and you know that drama that happened where those two running backs got kicked off the team was he being punished because he was supposed to be like mentors the to mentor them or something? Like, who knows who knows you know who knows how deep this stuff goes but like bottom line is the batters like you said could have used jalen berger in a loss where anything could have made the difference maybe jalen berger breaks a run you know he's a sophomore now he's got his feet wet now maybe he's ready to ball in year two like so many backs have before him like melvin gordon has and like you know frankly a lot of these guys well, well i just want to say one thing because we've kind of danced around it but paul chris he took the play calling duties back, and that was an abysmal, like, welcome back terrible. party. It was a terrible welcome back party, KJ. You know, like, you think you would have at least something creative if you're going to be the, if you're going to take over play calling duties for you. This is your first game in a long time calling the plays. Wouldn't you come up <sighs> with something? Not a Just single. Sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, like, where's the you know, tricks? You know, like, it's just funny because Badger fans, maybe you've seen this. Everybody is like grasping at straws as to how we could have been that abysmal on offense. Like, you know, we returned some starters here. We return a decent amount of offensive linemen. We return our running backs. We add talent. We return our tight ends. We Ferguson could have gone pro. Return our quarterback. It's like return our coaching staff. You know, it's like what, where's the disconnect here? Why the regression? And I have people texting me. You see people talking about it on Ike Badgers on the internet, all sorts of places. They're like, how did it get? So, so poor, like so much, so regress, you know, how did it regress like this? Yeah. And, uh, and that's what worries people. I think, I think that's what worries the people. Quarterback just the eye test and the, eye test. the coaching staff are the first things you look at. You're like, okay, the quarterback runs the offense. The coaching staff runs the quarterback and the offense theoretically. So it's like week one I mean, miss. You got to start so, there. So, I think, yeah, I think Coach I faith in Mertz and Mercy are the two that got to get it back. going. Yeah, I think, you know, there are definitely some rumblings a lot. There's a growing amount of Badger fans out there who, well, there's no way in, you know what, the Badgers are going to make any moves this early. But there's a growing amount of, of Badger fans out there who would love to see Jim Leonard descend to the head coaching spot and then just to bring in an offensive wizard on the offensive side of the ball, you know, and, and it's like Paul Chris, I, I don't know if he hears that or not. I imagine he doesn't. But. The results, you know, we always say this in a lot of like podcasts. It's a results-based business. We didn't get the hey. results. 
we're, we're optimistic going forward. This team has got a lot of talent. We have a path to the Big Ten Championship. If you make it there with one loss, you could get in the playoffs. Honestly. Yeah. So it's and, like, and that's, that's where the, I'm at. That's where I'm at. Alex, any final thoughts? Final thoughts is I really think, uh, you know, Paul Christ and Graham Mertz, I'm looking at them to have to get it going against Eastern Michigan. I don't think we'll see how the running backs are really going to perform because I expect the line to manhandle Eastern Michigan. Um, so we'll see that against Notre Dame, like who can actually run against the good teams. I think that Ooh. that changes. <laughs> that is going to be interesting. <laughs> but but like Penn State, has there's, a a dis- there's a disconnect, you know, uh, with Wisconsin um, in that way where you have to you have to be able to get yards against Ohio State, against the Penn States, against um, and do it with the big play. That was something uh, Jonathan Taylor was so good at was hitting one of those home runs, just giving you seven points. Melvin Gordon. Um, so, yeah, got to look for Graham Mertz, though, and Paul Chris to get back on track. I expect the defense to come out like it's going to be a party on defense. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I hope I hope it results in a lot of uh, sacks and a lot of turnovers. Um, but I expect a win. I expect a win. And then you you look to carry a win momentum into Notre Dame or take on Notre Dame neutral field. And you hope to come out come out there with a win but uh it starts first with getting right KJ any final thoughts uh before we wrap up things I have a bold prediction let's hear it I predict the batters are not only going to shut out Eastern Michigan next week they're going to beat Notre Dame because it's personal now the entire team is aware of Jack Cohn versus Graham Mertz they see what's going on with Graham Mertz on social media they right see now. the talk they see the talk. They see the praise for Cone. They see the Cone, you know, Jackie Heisman hashtags, the, the Cone Heisman, you know, whatever hashtag they're using. They see Graham Mertz getting drugged through the mud. And, and we just want everyone yep. to know we're supporting Graham Mertz, our quarterback. Anyone can have a bad game. And plus, it's a long season. Don't worry. We're rocking with Graham Mertz. He's our guy. Yeah, we're rocking with Graham. <laughs> but it's personal now. You know, yes, they want to rock with their guys. Every single Badger on Badgers and Friends has told us in regards to Graham Mertz, he's a tremendous leader. That rubs off on guys. That makes you want to go to bat for your boys, you know, your friends, your, your makes brothers. Makes you want to give that extra 10%. Exactly. And it's personal now. You know, it's personal. So I think the Badgers are going to come away with a, a shutout next week versus Eastern Michigan. I think we're going to get a win against Notre Dame. We can't wait to give you guys more episodes of Badgers coming up this week. And uh, I just want to thank everyone for joining. Make sure to tell a friend. You know, that, that's, that's one way you could help the show, tell a Badger friend. And, uh, yeah, Alex, yeah, uh, tell, take us home. Tell a fellow student. Tell, you know, another Badger fan, as KG said. Tell someone who just likes sports podcasts or lives in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, this show is for anyone. If you like this content, make sure to check us out for our other sports. Ike Packers doing, you know, big stuff for Packer season. Ike Bucks, always great Bucks content. Number one source for Bucks content. And Ike Brewers, which the Brewers are putting together a special season. So, uh, playoffs are coming up there. We're going to be with you here on Ike Badgers every week following this team. We love this team, and uh, it feels good to have football back, college football back. Didn't turn out how we wanted it week one, but like KJ said, there's all the reasons to be optimistic, and it's personal now, so it's about to be intense. So thanks for rocking with us, KJ. Thanks for joining, and until thanks next time, Badgers fans, on Wisconsin. 
thank you for listening to this episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend. That's the number one way you can help us grow. Also, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe wherever you are listening so that you never miss out on what's coming next. I'm Wisconsin. Go Big Red. We're out.